Greetings, true believers. Greetings, Stan true Lee believers. here, welcoming Stan you Lee to here. the latest welcoming harrowing the adventure. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Dubious. Black. Listed. This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Fade the Black, sanctioned by Black Listed Podcast. Commencing at the siren, there will be no holds barred. Anything and everything will go down. And now, here is your blacklisted true list. Check it out for those that know me. Welcome, welcome me back. Real slick beside the others. Straight up and down, yo, you know what I'm about. Fade the black. Yo, this is Chaos with the Blacklisted Podcast. And if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blacklisted Pod. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you steal your free podcast. Fade to Black. Everybody doing? Um, my name is Vincent Bridget. Um, I'm the president of Trent United Family Foundation. Um, I'm here with um, my president, and I'm here with my son. And he wanted to tag along. He wanted to see what this was all about. Um, speaking on um, police brutality and all that, Talking to um, Dante, I was just talking like I really didn't have too many great experiences with cops. Just throughout my life, I'm not against them. Yeah, we'll I, just, I, I didn't have too many great experiences with them. But I just think when we have cops out here, I just think y'all need to. Like if I call, like if somebody call the cops right now, they shouldn't be afraid. They shouldn't be afraid that like their every move is going to be like as soon as they do something, somebody's going to. They might pull a gun out of them or something like that. They're afraid the whole time. Neither one called you. If I called you, that means I have a problem. Why would you call me and think I'm a problem? That's how they act. So, just to reiterate what he was saying, um, he's basically saying, like, the cops, like, we should know them. We really should know them. They part of our community. We should know these cops. They know us. They should. They, like, I, I just don't understand that. We should not. If I get stopped by cops, I had to have, have a conversation with my sons. And I had to talk to him and I had to tell him exactly what to do. Exactly what to do if a cop stops you. And even if you do that, you still might get shot. That is bad. That's a problem. That's a problem that we are having. And I think these cops, um, nothing against them, but I think they need a psych evaluation probably every three to six months. Because they go through things too, I get it. But they go on and beat their wife half the time too. I'm just being honest. They, they need help too. So I think y'all. I, I think they. I think they need help themselves. 
because they're out here. I, like you said, I think they should be walking with us. I think they should come out part of the beat. Hey, walk okay. the streets. Know your community. Know your community. Talk to people. Have a conversation. I, I do have a few cop friends. I don't have a lot of them. I got a few of them. But they're cool. I never seen them do nothing wrong. Nothing at all. Rest in peace, George Floyd. And another thing I want to say with the gun violence in Trenton, the gun violence in Trenton. Y'all got to understand this about, um, I grew up in Trenton all my life. I was in the streets at one time. I changed my life, my family, and all that. But I was trying to, I, I, want, I want to say this. In Trenton, or any in inner city, in any city that, that, that you go to, there's a lot of trouble and stuff like that with gun violence and all that. But y'all gotta understand, like, you just like, the kids, they need somewhere to go. These schools, all these schools, it starts with education. I started my nonprofit organization because I thought about these kids a lot. That's all I do is think about kids. I got kids. Everything about me is kids, 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 kids. I always think about them. Why don't everybody think about them? They're gonna be the future. You wonder why people shoot They don't have nothing to do. They don't have nothing to do. They have nothing to do. When I was younger, we had we didn't see, we have all these other programs. Sometimes we chose to do other things, yeah, okay. But we we did have things to do. I'm trying to make a poor opportunity for kids to do a lot of different things. We gotta do better as a community. You wonder why um people are you do something wrong. You're a criminal, you get you become a felony. You come home from jail, you can't even get a job. Now look, that first week you go look out, you go out, I just have this, I just have this conversation. You go out and look for a job. Alright, okay, alright. I'm gonna pull out applications. Alright, next week. Alright, okay. That third week, pockets. That fourth week, you might go do some stuff that you know you know you're not supposed to be doing. But that's what's keep happening. What you think people out here doing? Because y'all don't give people a chance. Nobody give nobody a chance. This whole system. The system was designed for us anyway. Thank you. There you go. We need to change everything. That's right. Everything, because it, it wasn't even written for us. Exactly. It don't even make sense. I just think everything needs to change for these kids and for all of us, period. And we all need to be in this together, all of us. I name my, I name organization Trenton United Family Foundation for a reason. Trenton, be united as a family, right. is already all a foundation. Right. And tough, that means a lot to me. Coming out, coming outside, we all had to be tough. It's a whole different tough. I want to think tough. I want to be tough in another way. Let's come together. Let's be the change, though, y'all. Black, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. All right? I'm a black man. I'm the criminal that he talked about that come home and don't got no way. We already had strikes against us because we're black, because of our skin. It's been going wrong since the beginning of time. So they look at us a certain way and profile us a certain way because we're black. So they're afraid because I'm a black man. But don't understand that I can do the same thing to be great like them, they just give me an opportunity. You were doing so it I made before them, bro. In my life because it was already for the first to make the mistakes. The school system already failed me, they wasn't teaching. So when I had a mom and dad at home raising me, they had to go to work, so I stuck outside and did what was in the streets. It was drugs being sold in front of my, my house that made me want to do the same thing because I saw the fast money that caused the girls that it wanted. So I got attracted to a lifestyle that couldn't see nothing else but that lifestyle. Because I had nothing else to do. So I fell in love playing basketball. We had Rita C, we had Julie too. We could travel and play basketball every park I had together. We started meeting people and knowing people from different parts of town. So now y'all talk about the gun violence in the city, the gun violence in the city because it's all broken. Kids don't know kids from across the bridge. 
And if they do know they think they gotta go to war against each other, which is not right. So as black men, we gotta stand up because we already got two strikes against us. For one, we black. For two, I'm a criminal. So they look at me as a criminal. So each day I walk around here, I'm a criminal in their eyes. I came home from prison and couldn't get a job. They told me I had a strike against me. I did 11 years in prison. I thought I'd change. I thought they'd give me a second chance. But the only thing was, the system failed me again. So I never believed in the system no more. And that's why they say why black men do what we do, because we say fuck the system. Excuse my language. But that's how we feel sometimes. So they look at it, they judge us. They say our pants fall about our butt. But the white boy pants fall off his butt and they don't judge him. He's trying to do what we do. They mimic our moves, they talk like we talk. But y'all don't judge them. They judge us because we black. But y'all don't understand our pain. Y'all look at it and say they kill each other, but y'all don't understand their pain. None of y'all walk the streets and talk to these kids. I go out on the streets every day. I came home from jail and built my own business. Team Chisel Fitness Company. I built it from scratch. Nobody gave me nothing, nobody helped me. Nobody opened the door for me. They don't give me nothing. Business closed down for COVID-19. You can file for a small business loan. Guess what it said on application? If you had a conviction or been on probation for the last five years, you can't get it. I'm the felon. I'm still on probation, federal probation, the courthouse right there. I did 11 years for some people. Because I'm a black man. The same white man can't each other, the same charges as me, and ain't get the same time. You're I'm a black man, I'm proud to die being a black man. So for y'all to understand and change things, George Floyd, God bless, all the ones die from police brutality, it's a psychological of the people and how they think. They look at us because they're scared of us, they fear us. They fear what we can do when we use our mind. So now instead of me going to the streets to get the money, I use my mind to bring me all the money I want. Because I'm a black man, and I'm a strong black man. None can tear me down. So as that man, as a black man, we gotta stand up, come together, man. For this community and trend to come back together, man. Y'all gotta get people to look like me. No, man, who been through something, who can reach these kids. Y'all keep bringing a person with a suit on. They don't understand, yo. I understand. I'm from the streets, I fell like them. I wanna pull a thing out like them. I understand why I'm mad. Y'all don't understand why these kids mad. Y'all don't sit down with y'all don't do nothing about them. So until you wanna know about them, to understand why they mad, you never gonna feel they pain. So they're gonna keep killing, they're gonna keep shooting. So until you find out why they hurt. So you gotta understand, son, we're going through enforcement of the crime for help. All the things we do, we break law, we do crime because we need help. If y'all open up some doors out here for us, we're gonna stay locked. And y'all gonna keep making the same complaints. The key is, what you gonna do going forward? We can get up here and talk every day. Change comes from daily change. Not saying today that four months later y'all wanna bring this issue up again because the kid got shot around the corner. Do it daily. We want change. Do it every day. That's right. We need it right. Do it every day. Do it every day. That's what change is about. Every day. Because every day I gotta wake up and pray not to go back to the streets. I hear you. Because I need money. Because I want to take care of my family. I want them to have the best. So every day I gotta be strong and change myself when I wake up. And I change my thoughts when I wake up. Because I want to go to the streets and I go out and make money. So I gotta change. So for y'all that want to see change here, y'all gotta change with us. white supremacy. Let's set the tone one more time, everybody. I understand we're screaming black lives, black lives matter. I'm okay with make, messing up on saying black lives matter. I'm not pleading with anyone for my life. I'm not begging anyone for a black life to matter. It's time for us to establish power, black people. 
So anybody who walked out here with your white friend, if they are concerned about black life, turn to them and say, black power, if you're serious. Let's set the tone, it's about black power. So put your fist up, black people, do not be afraid of your white friend that's with you, or your white supervisor, your white co-worker. It's about black power. When we establish who we are as a people, when we separate, we define who we are. When we are about self-determining ideas, when we are about self-defense, these types of situations do not happen, or when they happen, there is retaliation. Speak to the hearts and minds of our people. Stop being afraid, black people. Stop kowtowing, stop pussyfooting, stop tiptoeing through these damn tulips. It's about black power. These people have gotten in front of us again. I'm almost 50 years old, man. 35 years of my life, there's been an instance every year. Punches up a black man's behind. Huh? Every year, a plunger one time. 50 bullets at a married man, an engaged man. He didn't make it to his wedding the next day. Right here in Trenton, Jenny Hightower. Huh? Come on, black people, let's set the tone. Can you move that microphone for me, brother? Okay, just move it a little bit, man. Come on. Set the tone. Now we good, we good. Come on, y'all. Stop playing with the minds and hearts of our people. I don't care who you are. I don't have to be invited back because this is not about friendship. This is about black power. This is about moving black people forward, building a solid base for us. Voting does not change our situation. I understand we use it as a tool. It's an added weapon. It's an added tool for the toolkit. But it will not change our situation. We have more rights that we need to avail ourselves of, black people. We are out here now. We have the right to peaceful assembly. We have the right to freedom of speech. We have the right to vote, freedom of religion. But we also have the right to keep and bear arms. Why don't we talk about that? That's your right too. Huh? Because you only want to be comfortable with the ones that they say you should be comfortable with. I understand. So let's put it all in perspective. I'm not going to be long, but I'm going to be strong. Listen, and if it ain't going to be no justice, it ain't supposed to be no peace. It's really that simple, y'all. It's that simple. We are at war, and we have been at war in these United States of America. According to their lives, between the years 1882 and 1968, 4,700 people were lynched. Over 75% of those were victims of victims, black people, men, women, and children and babies. Though many of these brutal acts of violence and terror were committed at night, white people, men, women, children, husbands, wives, cousins, nieces, nephews, police chiefs, mayors, doctors, pastors, school teachers, janitors, auto mechanics, secretaries, business owners, etc. would travel city to city, town to town, state to state, and witness a public lynching of a, of a black man. This is in their DNA. It's in their DNA, black people. Do not forget it. They would travel all over. They would make postcards like these flyers we got out here. It wouldn't say black lives matter. It would say black life does not matter. 
That's why that white boy was able to get on TV and smile with his hands in his pocket because he knows he's not pleading for his life. And they would say, the big weekend is coming up. We got a big one. The attitudes that were taken from those gatherings have never disappeared. I don't care what these white folks say to y'all. They still hold a place somewhere in the minds and hearts of all white people around the globe, and especially here in this city of Trent. We can prove it. A black man was shot in his back during the so-called riots when Dr. King was assassinated here in America. That black man was shot in the back by a white police officer who was insulated in these city halls. He became the taxi inspector. Look up the history. He was insulated. I believe he recently retired. He retired and he's about to retire. Find his name out. Look it up. Check the history, y'all. These attitudes have never escaped white people's minds. They hold a place somewhere in all of their consciousness, especially in law enforcement, especially among the police. They may take a knee. They may dance with you. They may bring over some cookies and say, I'm, I'm, I'm for black vibes. Hold your signs high. Come on, y'all. They may do all of that. But their uncles, grandfathers, their cousins, their nieces, their nephews, and their sons, they still roam free behind those blue walls of silence. They remain insulated within a culture that teaches them that black people are less than human, that black people are evil, that black people are uncivilized, uncontrollable savages that need to be controlled on a day-to-day -day basis. That's part of their teaching. Stop fronting, police. Stop fronting, police director. It's part of the manuscript. This is how you deal with these animals. Stop fronting. The underlying passion of white American police slash pig officers, many of whom are the offspring of their grandparents who were part of lynch mobs. They only want to see how many black people they can round up, lock up, and eventually string up. This was and still is done in a vicious manner for two reasons. They gain promotions in their ranks. They become captains, lieutenants. They end up being sheriff's officers. Some of them even become mayors of our cities. Huh? And on the other side of that, they will do these things to instill fear. This is why we only stand around with, without the phone. I want to be the first to post it. Damn it, if I see you, black sister right there, being attacked by the police, it's a God-given right for me to defend you. Throw the damn phone to the side and defend our people, y'all. Whether it's the police or not, defend your goddamn brother. Defend your mother, defend your grandmother. These people don't care about you. Stop playing, black people. I thought y'all were serious. I thought you said your black life matters. And if these white folks claim they care, goddammit, snatch them phones out of their head and tell them to fight for you. Stop playing with our people's lives, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take this up too many notches. But damn it, some of, sometimes we gotta be snapped back to attention. Told me, they told me, divine. Listen, some police officers was asking if you, if somebody from the Black Panthers gonna speak. Right Why are you worried about somebody right speaking here. truth to power? Why y'all gotta sneak behind us? I'm, I'm nobody's leader. I'm an activist. I'm a servant of people. Or I'm that shepherd, brother Stacy. I'm just one among many, man. I didn't ask to be in this position, huh? I just got knowledge of myself, huh? I read the history. I study the history. I research it and I connect the dots. Something's not right. Something's not right, Reed Gusiora. 
Something ain't right. Marge Wilson, was she ran? Your North Ward Councilman, did she run? Huh? Huh? Something's not right. Something's not right. Let me finish this. These actions, the actions of these people, they plant seeds of fear and then they pass that on to the media all around the world. You see it in movies, you see it in Hollywood. We are still criminals in 2020. We still the gangster, we still the thug, we still that animal that need to be shot even if you ain't got a gun. This is what they promote, y'all. It's embedded in the culture. Man, the media is their propaganda wing. Back to us, black people. It's a weird psychosis on both sides. Think about it. As white people, every one of them, they exist with the deep-seated hate for blacks, for us, while we, black people, more than 85% of our population on the planet, we, we exist with the deep-seated hate for ourselves, conditional. However, we also exist with the deep-seated fear for white people. We still whisper, but your, your life matters. Black life matters? Why you whisper when black, white folks come around? Huh? Black lives matter? Why don't we teach our sons about Nat Turner and Dr. King, not just Dr. King? If black lives matter, teach your children about Dr. Khalid Muhammad and Gandhi. Huh? If black lives matter. We thought, we thought, sensitivity training would work. Somebody mentioned that. We need more black police officers. We thought that 50 years ago. Huh? We thought that police cameras would do them and us a favor. Somehow the camera ended up turning off when they stop and kicking your grandmom door open, right? We thought that would help, right? We thought, even with us, 20,000 iPhones on these crackers. Huh? With the knee on the neck, choking a man, and they still get off. We thought it would give them a favor and give us a favor, right? But the very culture of policing in this country, the very culture of policing says, not only did we kill this one, we gonna get that one that taped this. Study the Eric Garner situation, the brother who videotaped it. His life is being made miserable right now. This is what they do because of the culture, y'all. We thought that hiring more police officers would do them and us a favor. And today we think the symbolic gestures of kneeling with us, dancing with us, sharing hot dogs during national night out, having a cookout, petting the dog. We thought this stuff would help. They come around, how you doing? You know, this is the new police director, you know, let's dance. Let's do the shaky leg. Let's do the wobble, wobble, wobble. Dancing in the street. Look at some of these protests around the country. It done went way left beyond George Floyd. It done went way left beyond black lives really mattering. We dancing with these people? Huh? We rapping now? Huh? We pleading with the police to sync with us? Come on, y'all. And here we are again. From my view, 30 years of public police brutality right here in Trenton and across the world. Rodney King all the way up to and through George Floyd. Right here in Trenton, locally, Jenny Hightower, Steve Feliciano, Brother Woody, Rick Wilson, Corey Brown, many others. And we still pleading, begging for our precious lives to matter from people who only want you to matter from a position of servitude. When they inject that narrative of peaceful protests, 
how the hell can we scream no justice, no peace? And on the other side of that, we're saying peaceful protest. It does not make sense. If it ain't gonna be no justice, it should not be no peace. Regardless of how it's displayed, during and after the moment, we say no justice, no peace. And then we latch on to that narrative and we, as if we want them to feel safe. Does not make sense. They speak from a position of power. We speak from a position of begging and pleading. Black lives matter. Huh? Come on, y'all. That thought process that governs the way we think when it's time to set stuff off. You know what? All lives do matter. I'm not going to throw no rock. All lives do matter. I'm not going to talk back to the police, even though he disrespected my mom. These systems are strategically, strategically put in place. I'm closing, my brothers. I'm closing, y'all. I'm getting up on out of here. Education, economics, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. All that cultural systems, that insulation, these people are insulated in all those areas that we have to deal with every day. The only time we're given a sense of being is when we're performing. It's when we're bouncing or dunking a ball or throwing a ball. That's the only time. Even with our black sister right here, behind these walls from a position of power, this mayor can curse this sister out. Huh? Huh? His crony, the other little white boy from East Trenton, could come at our sister like it's okay because they know they speak from a position of power. Come on, y'all. But all the while, we pleaded for our Black Lives Matter. The word Black Lives Matters and peaceful protest is their term now. I'm telling y'all today to give it back. Claim black power. Establish black power in your life. Stop begging. The words were created for their psychotic white sensibilities. If black lives really matter, why is this predominantly city, predominantly black city? Four small wards, why does it have a high poverty rate if black life matters? Majority of black people in the city. Why do we have high unemployment, black people? Homelessness and a low indicator of well-being. If black lives really matter, why is this, this community or this neighborhood why is it allowed for black neighborhoods to be burdened by how valuable liquor stores and other businesses that don't produce products and services that's for our health and well-being? If black lives matter, why is it that the black experience has the highest rate of illness? Why is it black, if black lives matter, why is this city overrun by corruption and foolishness? overrun by rogue police officers. I know their names when I was like six years old, Itchy. Huh? Come on, Itchy. Even man's up. All of you bastards been beating up our people for at least 35 years, as long as I can remember. How huh? is Black Lives Matter? Your rogue police officers. And if we don't to address so-called black on black violence, we gotta put it in perspective of the corruption that's going on with the gun and truck trade that comes across these waters from North and Baltimore and Delaware, these rogue police officers that's in on the tape, that's paying off some of these young brothers to be snitches. These are facts, y'all. Do your homework. Study what's going on. They're in on the tape. It's Black Lives Matter. So-called black on black violence and senseless violence in the street. Yes, we feel for our brothers dying. 
50% chance that the police are involved. They're involved with a job. The mayor and city council can establish a civilian review board. Okay? I'm not asking the police for nothing else because y'all had your chance. The military, these people, they had their chance. It's 2020. We shouldn't even be here having this type of rally. We should be at one around one barbecues. We shouldn't be talking about police brutality. All my elders out there, I forgot to ask you for your permission, but I know you're giving your permission, Big Brother Kamal. If you ain't 60, 70, 75 years old, you probably thought you would never have to face something like this again. Huh? You've been voting, you've been pleading, you've been going to church. You probably said to yourself, my dear brother and sister, man, I never thought I would see what was going on in the 60s with my people. I never thought going through the 70s I would see what was going on with these police, these white people brutalizing us. You probably said that to yourself. But here I am, your son, your grandson, your nephew, 2020, standing up here basically pleading with black people Look for you on the screen, y'all. 
Conditions much change, behaviors much change, the patterns much change, y'all. I wrote it. I didn't want to go off somewhere else. I wrote it for y'all so y'all understand. You can't just say that nigga was up there running his mouth talking that black stuff. These are facts. This can be backed by thoroughly read research and applied info. Research black people, study black people, and if you white people really are serious about a black life mattering, go to Princeton, go to Hoboken, go to Hopewell, go to Pennington Hopewell, Go up there to Hamilton, go deep in Hamilton where most of the white supremacists in Mercer County live at and tell them we want to help black people, but the only way we can is by not holding up a sign saying black lives matter. Damn it, you call on this government to give us reparations. I'm not asking nothing else from these people but what they owe us besides the damn butt whooping for doing for us so long. So long. Everybody cannot be afraid. Everybody cannot be afraid, and I know many brothers out here are not afraid. I see the looks on your eyes. You're always waiting for somebody to speak truth to power, right? These police ain't smart. Y'all know they ain't tough. Some of them fat, nasty, and out of shape. We can win, black people. We can win. Stand up, y'all. But you gotta wake up, you gotta clean up, and you gotta stand up, too. Some of that onus comes on us. Clean your lives up, y'all. Get that mind right, get that body right, because we are at war. We are at war. We're not pleading with these people. We're not begging these well, people. At least for like, audio. I'm going to ask you or plead with you. Black lives matter like I'm asking you. Or can I be included? It don't work like that, damn it. Black power. Black empowerment. Black love. Black self-determination. Huh? Black power. Black love. Black empowerment. Black self-determination. Establish power, black people. Then you can speak from a position of defending yourself. When you keep saying, black lives matter, they looking at you like it ain't go begging again. It ain't go asking for something again. But when you say black power, damn it, something else goes on in their mind. And they saying, you know what, we better give to them what they need. Give to them what we owe them. So we can go along, go where you live at, and we be where we live at. But we stand up and defend what's ours, y'all. We defend what's ours. And if the police claim they care, you undercovers out here, you too with the mask on, undercovers, deaf to white supremacy, racism, and police brutality. If you're concerned, you lock up your friend that you know that's in the tape on this crime in the city. Salute y'all, put the fist up. Black power! Black power! Black power! Black power! Deaf to white supremacy! Yes to racism. Yes to poor education. Yes to wicked politics. I see a white person without that fist up. That's all right. That's all right. And that's your friend. If they really care, it's about black power. Talk to it. Talk through it. Dig deep inside the challenges that you face. Inside the word challenge is the word call. You are being called to take charge of your post, black people. Inside the word challenge is the word change. You are being called to work that process of change because George Floyd was just recently. Best believe if we keep existing under these conditions, it's going to happen again. You better be prepared so you don't have to get prepared. Black power, y'all. Salute to your greatness. Continue to be great. Continue to be awesome.
Black Power, Black Love, y'all. Salute.
I knew nothing about the war memorial. Guess who I picked up the phone and called? Positive Force. Force gave me the blueprint. He, gave, he laid it out about the building. He told me how to sell tickets, and he helped me sell tickets. And guess what? I sold out. But guess what? I wasn't too proud to ask for help. If I'm going to ask for help from Trigger, I'm not going to ask nobody out in Ewing. I'm not going to ask nobody in Lawrence. I'm not going to ask nobody in Princeton. I'm not going to ask nobody in Franklin Park, Somerset, New Brunswick, South Brunswick, East Town, Tiddenden, Asbury, Park, and two. I'm going to ask somebody here in Trigger. Now, I don't know the mayor. And I'm not here to disrespect the mayor. People think I know the mayor, but I don't. They call him, people follow you around. Well, you know the mayor, I don't know him. But this thing is bigger than the mayor. He's not putting guns in nobody's hands. He's not shooting at nobody. But what I will tell him, you know, any of y'all from, y'all got a connection with him? What I will tell him, it's okay to ask for help. That's all right. I don't look down on the person for asking for help. In fact, I'm mad because you didn't ask for help. So now we talk about this George Floyd thing going on, and that hurts. George Floyd connected all over the world. But my heart, I heard two kids, children, got shot at. Who was the age of man? Five and 11? And do you think when that mother Heard her child got shot. Do you think she rushed to the hospital or do you think she was on Facebook? That mother, the mothers, was at the hospital crying, crying over their babies. What would have happened if you would have tapped that mother on the shoulder and said, hey, let me tell you what's going on out in Minnesota. Wish she would have turned around and said to you. She probably would have cussed you out. My heart is with this city. I love this city, but it's okay for us to come together. It's okay to ask for help. Never think if you ask for help, somebody else gonna get the credit. If we all of us leaders come together, guess what? We can make a change. Good afternoon, everybody. For those of y'all that don't know, my name is Kevin Hines. I help put this event together with Positive Force. Most of y'all know me as party promoter, number one host. I'm a young guy right here in the city that loves this city, man. I, I just wanted, I want the nonsense to stop and us to do better. But I'm about to call a couple of young speakers up. When we put this together, we didn't just want to have all politicians career politicians, older people, because at the end of the day, I feel like the youth is the future. I'm sure y'all agree as well. So I decided to tell Ford, we gotta ask young people come out here and speak. So up next, I'm about to call up one of the young female artists in the city. She's one of the hottest rap artists in the city. Her name is Prita Tsunami of the Light Music Group, and she's coming up here with her friend Quasi, and she's gonna say a few words. Shout out to Prita Tsunami.
admit it or not. It is what it is. We as black people, I feel like we shouldn't be moving like that. Just off the 400 years plus of slavery, everything that we've been through, everything that we went through, we should be a little bit more united. And I feel like, pick to piggyback off of what Brown once did, the pride thing, they gotta go. Between these young men, these young women, that pride thing gotta go. Because it ain't gonna work if the pride doesn't go. And also, I just wanna say that to the younger generation, um, we need a poll to the younger black generation. We need a poll. We, we need a poll and we need to stick to it because I feel like if we got a poll and we got, we know the goal. Everybody knows the goal. You might feel like, okay, rioting is what it is. Protesting is what it is. We can protest and riot all day, but what's next? You understand what I'm saying? What's next? What's after that? So when we got that, you know, it comes, rioting, looting, it comes with protests. So you can't even sit here and say, oh, they animals or whatever. People are mad.
that's not okay. And somebody is like, like there's a very little room for the for mistake in a profession where someone's life is in your hands. You can't and not even to the police officers, because I know a lot of police officers saying I'm just following my I'm following I'm doing my job, I'm following orders. We have to we have to go to the people higher than them. The people that give them the orders, the people that give them this leeway to kill because they're scared. We are civilians scared, and we are expected to remain calm with a gun in our face. Or we'll be shot. But a police officer, fully trained, Sorry, is expected to shoot. Sorry, I mean, is allowed to shoot because they're scared. Or they say so. Or they say so. There you go. Or they say so. See, all this is not okay. I don't agree with any any of the killing that's going on, but I also don't agree with categorizing all police. What we need to do is find a way to identify these police and find a way to make sure that their jobs are stripped away from them the same way a doctor's job will be stripped away from them when they make a mistake. Right, right. That's all I can tell you. I love y'all, baby.
that what we have going on now is something different than we've ever had after all of these incidents. You now have police officers stepping forward and saying, we can't allow this to happen anymore. For too long, for too long after each one of these incidents, it would be, well, I can see how this happened. Well, it didn't look that bad. Now, overwhelmingly, you have police officers coming out saying, you're giving all of us a black eye because that's not how we police, that's not how we want to be represented, that's not what we do in our city. So I stand here and I say, we are not perfect, we're nowhere near, but we want to get it right. And when we don't get it right, it's not a popular decision, but for the last 30 years of my life, I've been making those difficult decisions. I've been having those hard conversations. I'm just proud to say now I have one of my colleagues standing with me. So I stand with the people that have come here today. I stand with Smithsonian's. I stand with all of us who think that black lives matter. Let's go out and show that our lives matter. Let's go out and show that our votes, they matter. Let's go out and show that we can no longer be taken for granted. We can no longer be told to walk this line and just walk this line without a purpose. We need to start asking more questions as the senator said. You want my vote, why do you want my vote? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about the changes that we need? Because there are changes that are needed in the Again, we're not perfect. But I can guarantee you most of us are doing this job because we're passionate about it. I was retired two times now and I'm still back out here in Trent. Because I feel passionate about this profession. I feel that this is my calling and this is how I can give back. Because guess what? I have a seat at the table. And every time that it there, it's convened, I use my voice. But what's right in policing? What's wrong in policing? What needs to be changed in policing? And I look forward to